0: Hello and welcome to Bittersweet Symphony, a podcast about the lives of classical musicians during a global pandemic, when the concert halls shut their doors and the music suddenly stopped. I'm Clean Ryan, a violinist and member of the Irish Chamber Orchestra, as well as a freelancer. And today I'm talking to Hannah Miller. Raised on her family farm in Fuddletown County, Wexford, Hannah's incredible ability and talent at French Horn saw her travel all the way to Finland to the Sibelius Academy. And in March 2020, she was in New York City at Juilliard when the pandemic hit. Her bitter memory is of an incredible work opportunity derailed by COVID, while her sweet one is of rebuilding her great-grandmother's chicken coop on the family farm. Her bittersweet memory is a graduation ceremony that was meant to be in Juilliard in New York, but actually happened online at home in Wexford, where her whole family were able to attend. This, of course, wouldn't have been an option in pre-pandemic times. This is Hannah Miller. What has this engagement with remembering
1: been like for you? It's been a really interesting process, actually, because Every few days it would come back into my mind and depending on the mood I'm in it has come up with totally different responses. Like I think a lot of the memories I'm going to talk about today are to do with being at home and all of those real strong lockdown memories and stuff and that's probably because I'm in Wexford at the moment. Had you known that it was going to be like that to remember and that this was
0: how things
1: were organised
0: in your mind?
1: Not really but I definitely feel like a division of my time and my life and like Basically, any time I'm at home, I'm working on the farm and doing very manual physical labour. And then when I'm away, I'm purely with friends and mostly only going away because I'm working. Like having lived in New York for like two years, I arrived home mid-pandemic and straight away was kind of ploughing fields. Take us to
0: that. Take us to where you were coming into the spring of 2020. What was going on
1: for you personally, work-wise, life? I was like in the second year of my master's degree in Juilliard in New York, so things were kind of wrapping up. I had already done my graduation recital, and I had had like some really big concerts. When the like week before the pandemic hit, I was actually had come back to Ireland because we had a midterm break, and I had even kind of brought a suitcase home of winter clothes because I knew that I was going to be moving home anyway. So I was kind of in this transition process anyway. But yeah, it just happened a bit sooner than I expected. How did it happen? I was just literally at at home and it was maybe three days before I was supposed to fly back to New York and do the last term. And we got an email from the, the school over there saying nobody should come back to New York. It's a disaster. Like everyone stay where you are. So it was just really sudden kind of end of that whole era of my life had you built strong relationships and friendships yeah i had a really really lovely group of friends over there and who i'm still in touch with a good bit actually in fact like the lockdown might have created a stronger bond between us because in those months when we should have still been all together in new york we were doing a lot of zoom calls and like now i think we're still probably in touch because of lockdown in a way what happened to them where did they go i think a lot of them like escaped and went to their family homes but not everyone could do that either and New York was such a scary place to be during the pandemic so so yeah everyone had a very different experience
0: Were you watching news reports from New York?
1: Yeah, I was. It just seemed terrifying. Like I was on the phone to a friend who um, lived in this high rise building and he hadn't left in eight days because he could hear people coughing in rooms next to him and stuff. And it was just all so scary. And ambulances arriving every 20 minutes to come take another person to hospital. And this kind of thing, it just sounded so traumatizing. So I'm really, really grateful that I wasn't there when it hit because it would have been a very hard place to stick it out, I think. Are you going to go back? Are you going to? What do you feel? I definitely will because I still have three suitcases of stuff over there that I need to go collect at some point that are just in different friends' apartments. So there you were
0: on your midterm break and suddenly everything stops. And how long did it take you to kind of settle?
1: I think I have in general, my whole approach to life is very much focused on the present and not on the future. So I think that probably helped a great deal because I was very much taking it day by day. So I think I, I think mentally was able to deal with it in that way and, kind of adjust quite quickly into like living at home. It kind of felt like being a teenager again because I was like back living in my childhood bedroom. And there was just plenty of work to be done that we could kind of all get involved in and stuff. So that made it really easy to feel like we had had something important to do. Tell me
0: about home, who's there and what kind of farm is it? And...
1: It's my parents, so Keith and Yvonne and my younger sister Beth and my younger brother Jeff and my older sister Alice and her husband actually moved back home as well sort of at the beginning of the pandemic and then they spent a year in Sligo and then they came back again this summer. It's been really nice that I wasn't the only child at home as well, that my younger brother and sister were, were like still in school. It was really nice to kind of spend some quality time with them while they were still young. And How old are they? Jeff is now 17 and Beth's 19. So Beth has just started off in college and stuff. So she's actually just left home for the first time now.
0: Wow. So she was doing her leaving cert year.
1: Yeah, it was really tricky for that age group. It was really, really tough.
0: And the farm, Hannah... Tell me about the farm.
1: Oh, the farm is amazing. Like when we were talking about sweet and bittersweet memories, like all of the sweet memories are like kind of related to the farm because it's been amazing just to be here for like all of those seasons in a row really consistently and to see all of the progress in the crops and all of the things that my dad has to do every year that I kind of have missed out on because I wouldn't have been like as aware of what was kind of going on as a child and have been living abroad for several years. So, yeah, nice to kind of really connect back with nature and how... Everything kind of operates here. But yeah, we have like loads and loads of crops like oat and barley and wheat and everything like that. And then there's cattle as well. We have 60 cows at the moment. And then we have like a lot of ducks and chickens and goats and small farm things that we kind of started with COVID as well. We only got them at the beginning of the lockdown and stuff.
0: So you were there for spring, summer, autumn, winter and the following spring.
1: And then another spring and the spring, summer.
0: So a whole cycle of growth,
1: harvest, dormancy planning yeah and seeing like uh, yeah everything that goes on in the in between times cuz it's so chaotic at harvest time which just happened kind of recently like and it's all go like working from dawn until dusk and late into the night even trying to get everything done especially like in Ireland where it rains so often and you can't cut the corn when it's <laughs> when it's wet all this sort of thing what was like your favorite job i think definitely my favorite job like i've definitely taken charge of the kind of small farm elements of it and kind of minding the ducks and the chickens and the goats is really like my thing at the moment so I think definitely my favourite job is going to let the chickens out in the morning and collecting their eggs I even have uh, my my mother made me like an apron for like collecting the eggs so they're so funny to watch and they have such strong characters and that's my favourite part definitely how about what do you have to do with the ducks mostly kind of just keeping their fencing secure and and just feeding them every day as well they're very like resilient actually we have three at home here and two down on the farm because we kind of had to split them up with some fighting and stuff that was going on so that's kind of the biggest drama is like their interpersonal relationships (laughs) are they more inclined to fight than chickens they are well it was just because we had a lot a lot of males because we got them to kind of clear the duckweed off the ponds and stuff and then of course all the testosterone going on and then how about the goats what are the goats like Oh, the goats are amazing. We got them for kind of like yard maintenance in the first place as well. So we just have two goats and they're so hardy and they eat anything that is in the way sort of thing of their path. They're just so much fun. I'm like really attached to them. In like even this morning, I was down hanging out with them and feeding them leaves off branches and stuff and running around. They're kind of like dogs. They'll chase you anywhere. <laughs> Do you name them? We do, yeah, of course. Yeah, there's there's few enough that we name them all, yeah. Do you? Even the chickens and stuff? Even the chickens, yeah, the chickens and we've gone like much too far. Like my boyfriend is into photography and I've gotten him to take headshots of all the chickens so that we have all of their photos up on the wall. Oh my god, that's brilliant. <laughs> so funny. Kind of a graduation ceremony kind of thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: So if you if I was to show you one of his photographs of one of the chickens,
1: Would you be able to identify the chicken? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. They're all very different. Yeah. Yeah. They have like very different features and everything. I mean, I bet you I wouldn't be able to.
0: It's just because you know them. Yeah. Yeah. So where was the horn? Where was music for you?
1: It probably actually didn't drop out that much at all at the beginning because I was still a student and I still had to like graduate from my degree. And my teacher was was very enthusiastic to keep us all in check and everything so we had weekly classes with everyone and we'd all have to play to each other or like record things and send it to everyone to listen to so there was still very much that pressure to keep it up which was brilliant because i could have fallen off this cliff of what to do and what's the point but she really kept the kind of motivation there to keep going and that kept me practicing at least at least and then i set up that protocol because with the horn like if you lose the muscles it just is so hard to come back to it, and. The maintenance was really important for me. So that just made me like at least sit down and play and then I'd have an ongoing relationship with the horn still.
0: (laughs) So you felt like you wanted to have that and it was important for you.
1: Yeah, and it was really difficult, of course, to be practising with no motivation of anything that's to come down the line and stuff. And I did a lot of playing, like my grandmother lives two kilometres down the road and my whole life we've played a lot together because she'd always accompany me in any of the things that I'm preparing. Does she play piano? she plays piano yeah and we had a we had a funny setup during lockdown because of course I wasn't allowed in her house because it was all such a danger with covid and everything cocooning yeah she was completely cocooning but her music room is up on the top floor of her house and has this big massive bay window so she'd open the window and play the piano and I'd stand outside and play with her. So, like, we were doing all these Schubert songs and, like, just, like, small, like, pieces and stuff together, but, like, me standing in the field, basically, (laughs) like, and her playing the piano out the window. Like, so, yeah, that was nice to, like, prepare things to play with her even.
0: Tell me about some of your... I mean, maybe you've selected one bitter memory. I'm not sure if you have or not.
1: Yeah, I was actually, when I was talking about my whole personality mindset of like living kind of day by day, I'd like also would have this very optimistic outlook on life and... To think of bitter memories was really difficult. But of course the crash of the music industry was just so difficult to kind of comprehend. And the kind of moment that I had actually chosen as my bitter memory was, I was actually offered a a job in Paris in a wind quintet in the middle of the pandemic. I was supposed to go over for like October until December in 2020. And I went over there and like moved to Paris. So it was really exciting to have that kind of opportunity in the middle of no work for kinda of, anyone and stuff. So I was really like delighted to have that chance. And I was supposed to be there for two months at that point and after three weeks of rehearsals, everything just closed down in France. There was a big, like, surge again of COVID problems and spent, like, loads of time preparing to go there, learning loads of repertoire, and then it all fell to pieces and we didn't kind of even get to perform properly. So then I went over again in January, and I was supposed to stay there from January until July. And I was there in January and February, and I think it was towards the end of February, the whole thing fell to pieces again and, like, everything was cancelled. So it was just such a shame, and it could have been such a wonderful opportunity to, like, in a professional wind quintet and then it just was scuppered by COVID completely like both times even like all of that time that I did spend in Paris the whole time I was there there was like a 6pm curfew so there was no kind of social element at all and, and Paris is such a beautiful city and I like hardly got to kind of do anything because everything was closed Like, and it was purely because of COVID as well because in any other circumstances it would have had a brilliant time there and like I could imagine like how it could have been if COVID hadn't been an issue Hannah Paris is waiting for you yeah <laughs> hopefully I'll get to go back anyway But were you able to see your boyfriend much? I was eventually like one, once they kind of lifted the restrictions on the five kilometre radius we managed to get to see each other but that was really weird having like being together in like a long distance relationship but we still couldn't see each other like that
0: was there fear around being close because you were in your family home with your parents yeah
1: and he was as well he went back to his parents and stuff so i think we both kind of like knuckled down into kind of family mode and stuff and i think everyone in, in ireland was probably in that kind of preservation state yeah you had to just do anything to keep everyone around you safe so we, we were fine with that
0: yeah And your sweet, do you have a specific sweet memory, Hannah? Because
1: there's been a lot of sweetness for you. Yeah, I actually, I picked out one very specific one was in the very first few weeks of lockdown, my whole family took on this project of renovating this chicken coop that was down on our farm that my great-grandmother would have built, I think a hundred years ago or something. And it has been lying kind of dormant for probably 50 years or something like that. There hasn't been hens in it. And she used to have hundreds of chickens. So it's a really big house house. For them, and yeah, we kind of just decided now would be the perfect time to get lots of chickens and stuff when we're all going to be around so much. And we spent maybe two weeks totally renovating this building and painting the inside of it and like making it fox proof and putting a new roof on it. And it was just such a lovely moment of togetherness with the whole family like everyone kind of spending all of their time and energy building together and working together. And it kind of really set the precedent for all of the projects we did in lockdown like and then allowed us to get chickens and stuff as well so it was great
0: so that's the chicken coop that your little family of chickens live in
1: yeah and it's really like everlasting sweet memory because i like visited every day and stuff
0: and i can imagine your great-grandmother doing the same thing
1: exactly yeah it's really nice to imagine that it's been there for such a long time and had a bit of dormancy but now it's into its like full life again so yeah that's been really lovely that's so gorgeous how long did it take to build yeah i think it probably took two weeks because like we didn't have to do anything major structurally have you learned a lot of skills like that yeah absolutely like just any day I spend in the company of my father like he's just such a an engineer or something like he is just able to do so much with his hands and everything that he you'd learn so much from just shadowing him every day sort of thing yeah we like built a wall with sand and lime mortar and all of this kind of stuff. So there's been like lots of industrious work going on here,
0: <laughs> and things like lime, just really old natural building skills. Yeah, you're gonna to have to send me a picture of the chicken coop. I will. <laughs> yeah. It has to. I have to see the chicken coop. Yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Any other sweet memories that you want to share, Hannah?
1: I think actually a really sweet moment was I had organised a festival in this summer at my like family home and here at the farm sort of thing. It was kind of an attempt to create a platform for like live music to happen again because it's like we have this big, massive outdoor space and it was like possible to do with COVID measures and stuff in place. So it was really nice just to provide a space for people to perform because it has been such a long time since people had been able to play for like live audiences and stuff. And that was a really sweet moment to have been able to create that opportunity and like set that up and let it all happen and stuff. So, yeah, I really enjoyed that as well. And it was something that was
0: a family thing that you shared.
1: Yeah, it was, like, pretty much, like, anyone I was chatting to who expressed an interest in playing was invited to play, like, sort of thing. It was very much just kind of, like, word of mouth. Ended up with a really kind of, really nice mix of different kind of performances and stuff. So, yeah, that was a really sweet, sweet moment.
0: Yeah, and to be able to have it on on your land and your... And to offer that and create that. I wonder how was it thinking of bittersweet memories or a memory?
1: I think the the bittersweet memory that I chose to talk about was my graduation from Juilliard, because it should have been in New York with like all of these kind of bells and whistles, and instead it was like online, everyone just kinda of like signed into this Zoom class and it was just such a weird way to finish off my whole time to just kind of be able to wave at friends on a computer screen like instead of being there and celebrating in person and stuff. But the kind of sweet element of that, like, bitter, sweet feeling was that I, like, got to do it here at home instead. And, like, definitely my whole family wouldn't have been able to come out to New York. And they made such a big deal out of it. Everyone got really dressed up and everyone... Juilliard had sent out these uh, graduation caps to everyone, but mine hadn't arrived. So instead, we had, like, a hat-making competition, like, and everyone in the family tried to make the best graduation hat that they could and stuff. So we tried to, like, really made a fun day out of it, so... It was really nice to have that here. Yeah, I never
0: thought about that. That, of course, if your graduation had happened in New York, it would have been bittersweet as well, wouldn't
1: it? Yeah, because I would have probably done it very much alone. Yeah, in a way, it was nice to have like a whole crowd of people around me at home. So, yeah, either way, it probably would have been bittersweet.
0: Yeah. Can, can I ask Hannah where you are now? And like you said, there's been so much time to exhale and just be where you are. And you're someone that you automatically are very much in the present. And I'm just wondering how you're feeling moving forward into more busyness and more movement and...
1: It's funny, like I think my calendar is so busy, like which is kind of wild to think of that after such a hiatus in the working scene. It's like amazing to be so busy, but it's so stressful as well at the same time to try like keep on top of all the programmes and the scheduling of everything and I'm gonna have to get good at like in my downtime to really be in the present and not just be stressing about the next thing that's coming. Might it be another bittersweet possibly, but I think I think with my outlook I can only see it as a good thing like <laughs> but, but yeah yeah it's maybe maybe a shame to like lose all of that ties with home and connection with being here and letting the chickens out every morning I'll have to get my brother to do that instead now
0: Has it moved you towards any clarity or decisions about how you want to live and where you want to live
1: Yeah I'm not really sure like I feel like um when I'm kind of only freelancing it's very hard to justify moving somewhere and especially with like how expensive it is to live in Dublin it's uh, hard to imagine
0: and it makes you very happy being at home.
1: It does, yeah. All all my kind of sweet memories are associated with being here. So it's hard to imagine leaving it.
0: Yeah. Is there anything else that you'd like to say or share and take your time to think if you want?
1: It's been a, the whole lockdown and COVID and... The whole pandemic has been such a challenge to be overcome, but it's great, like, in the music industry, kind of, like, returning to some sense of normality in a way.
0: What about it was challenging?
1: Well, just kind of the, like, being, like, left in the lurch and, like, all of the cancellations of concerts and stuff that would have been, like, really amazing things to do and, yeah, just the lack of clarity on what's going to happen next and stuff. Everything just, like, swept under, swept to the side.
0: It seems like your approach to life and how you live was really supportive for you during this time, amongst all the uncertainty.
1: Yeah, it definitely helped me get through a lot of of dark times. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Thanks
0: to Hannah for sharing her thoughts, her memories, her experiences. I really loved hearing about her time on the farm, about going through a whole life cycle and connecting with her grandmother through music. And her great-grandmother through the rebuilding of the chicken coop. Thanks also to you for listening to Bittersweet Symphony podcast, for sharing it and for supporting it. You can follow along on Instagram at ryan.cleana, on Twitter at cleanaviolin, violin and on Facebook at Bittersweet Symphony podcast. Thank you so much and until next time.